With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. One Welcome guys back to another episode of Mugga, 12th of April, big day for more reasons than one. Obviously we had the W yesterday um, and things are looking sweet right now. Aka back with a fresh trim. Aka, how you doing man? I'm good man, I'm good. I, I woke up like this, it's not a fresh trim. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you, I've seen you from January to April. I can assure you, you don't wake up like that. But we'll keep oh, it there. One minute. <laughs> LD, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. Thank you for having yeah. me. Back yeah, on. your third, your third time on now. How you feeling? Third time, lucky. I'm good, man. Relaxed. I'm relaxed. Do you know what I mean, it was a good game yesterday. Put me in a good mood. Mm. All is well. Do you know what I mean? All right, we got a new member in Babs. Babs, your first time on the pod. How you feeling? First time on the pod. Hey, I've come with a dub, so it's all good. Yeah. I heard you were oh calling me Garth Crooks before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to say that personally, but it's hard not to. A bit, hey, some of them shout. Uh, I think it came from when when you man done a, done a team or something and yours was mad. 
Yeah. We might have to get. We might have to get into it. I'm actually use that one still. Aye, and my bestie Timmy, how you doing, fella? You saying I'm not looking that dark today, yeah? <laughs> no, no, you got the new lighting. Not even, bro. This is this is this this is outside, fam. It's yeah. just beating on my face today. You get me? What's that? Clocks go back one hour. You good, yeah? Oh, allow it, man. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Looking now, we're back though. Um, yeah, I got a little something to run today because I'm excited. You get me? All right, we look forward to it. We look I mean, I'm excited. You get me? But yeah, man. Come on. All right, cool. Before we start, obviously, you know, we've got to plug the Discord with more enthusiasm than Elijah does. Um, if you're not already to subscribe to that, make sure you do. Um, dishing out hella bows on the Discord yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know what a bow means. That's all of this young people language. But if you get on there, it's exciting. Um, and yeah, man, just, just make sure you subscribe to that. If you're not already subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you do that as well. Um, and then obviously we've got for extra content, we've got the Patreon as well, uh, where we've been pushing out content. Uh, we recently did a piece on some of the DMs that United could look at at this transfer window because you know we're lacking in that area currently. So yeah, definitely a whole host of content for you guys to get your teeth stuck into. But today, we're going to be primarily talking about the Spurs game, probably one of our best results um, this season. But it didn't start off so well. Um, we started quite sluggishly in the first half. Um, Aka, I'm going to go to you first. What did you make of that, that first half? Why is it that we can't seem to start um, right on the money? Why does it take us going behind to sort of pick up the pace? Um, I think we, we've got into... Um a way of play where we mirror the opposition. So Spurs weren't really great. I mean, as bad, uh, I don't think we were bad, bad in the first half. We were just really not at the races. Expected though, because you have to take into account we had a European away on Thursday night. They've not had a, a week like Spurs to prepare for this game. But Spurs were slow out of the blocks as well. The first half was a bit of a non-event. We sort of mirrored them. We should have been going in 1-0 one, one up in that moment five, moment, five minutes of madness. We should have been 1-0 up. I didn't think the first half was as bad. It was slow. Um, due to, but that's inevitable, like I said. When you've got games week in, week out, two games a week, travelling away, I was expecting that. Obviously, the goal conceding then just before half-time gave us the impetus in the second half to go and have to chase the game. And we are a better team and we just sort of let the hatches go off and we chase games. And we showed that in the second half. We upped it up a gear. Spurs couldn't get close to us. And they deserved the three points. Um, I just feel like we need to stop showing teams respect next season. Like, yes, it's Mourinho. Yes, it's Spurs. But the fact is, we're we're a better team. I also think the six one might have been playing on them on their minds, uh, and Mourinho picking them apart early on in the season. But second half, when they went one nil down, they thought we need to go get the three points, and we showed what we can do um, when we go for teams and we don't show them the respect that I think sometimes their reputation deserves. But sometimes we just need to sort of back ourselves more. And I hope the natural growth of the team is that next season that we play to our strengths more rather than trying to stop the opposition or mirror the opposition. Yeah, 100. Um, Timmy, I'm going to come to you next. Um, Obviously, like I said, we started the game quite slow. We had um, Cavani um, up top, no Martial. Um, What did you make of the the lineup when you saw it? We also Mm -hmm. had Rashford on the right and we had your boy um, Pogba playing on the left. What did you make up? Make um, what did you think rather of the lineup when you saw it? Did you think we were going to get that that W, or were you quite nervy? Um, <clears throat> bro, I was confident from the beginning, man. I, 
if you've seen Tottenham play um, from December onwards this season, you can just see a team that's just not good. Um, they rely a lot on indiv- individual brilliance of Harry Kane. Um, Son just came back from um, a little injury as well. So <clears throat> I went into the game like Spurs' lineup was expected. Our lineup was pretty expected as well to be. If I'm being completely honest with you, though, I wanted um, Greenwood to start instead of Cavani. Um, so I would have had um, Greenwood up front and Cavani on the bench. But what can I say, man? Cavani's had a had an excellent had an excellent game. Um, it's what we need. It's what we need from our striker. That was a proper number nine performance. I don't think we've had a number nine performance like that since Van Persie, bro. If I'm being completely honest with you. Lukaku weren't doing stuff like that. Um, Martial sure as hell ain't doing stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> yeah, man, I was, I was, I was really, I was really happy. I was excited um, when we went one 0 down. I wasn't too disheartened because, contrary to what everyone thinks, I actually think we started the game quite well, and I think we like controlled the game, we controlled possession, and um, Spurs weren't posing any any real threats to us. It was a bit sluggish, but like, like I said, as expected, we just um, come back from flipping Spain anyway. So what, we would have got back from Spain on like Friday morning or something, had a couple of days to prepare. I'm sure Oli said something about they didn't even prepare properly. We just watched film on the players and whatnot. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I thought that we started the game quite well. I thought um, we were the better team up until we conceded the goal, um, up until we scored our goal. That was ridiculously ruled out, but whatever. And then... Um, a little error from Lindelof kind of cost us um, with the first goal. I think other than that, I think we were, we were pretty good. A bit like lacklustre here and there, but again, expected coming off the back of um, an away European game. Once we got into the game properly, I, I genuinely thought there was only one team in it. We went one nil. We went in at half time one nil down, and, and I wasn't I wasn't worried at all. I was so sure that we was going to win this game, and so sure. Mm. Yeah, LD. LD um, obviously, we went in. Um, the first half behind, as we've done so many times this season. Um, what did you make of the goal that we conceded? Defensive error um, yet again, um, and also the goal that was obviously chalked off as well. Uh, well, yeah. First of all, shout out to Zlatan because um, he was a he was a sick number nine, and he had a he had a few amazing games for us as well. I forgot so, about yeah, him I still. Got, I forgot about him. <laughs> Nah, yeah, no, no, I'm just, I'm I'm just, 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 I'm you see something slowed down, everything's in slow motion. I don't know why I never look at things at full speed. I think it kind of distorts the image a bit. It distorts the video, makes it look like worse than it actually was. Um, you know, we saw, uh, I think it was, there was one with Rashford in the first half and then one with Pogba and Aurier. They didn't give free kicks. I think, I think he gave free kicks for either of those. So I don't know why he's given a free kick for McTominay and Son. Like Son's clearly trying to grab him. He kind of just holds him. Yeah, he's trying to just kind of push him, push, push off him. So I don't really know why it's given that. Um, I suppose it happens. It happens in football, right? It wasn't the most outrageous decision I've seen, but I don't think it was a foul. I think it's soft as anything. And I guess more to the point, 
I'm just sick and tired of players just going down, screaming, rolling around. The cheek, and I'll tell you what as well, actually, just before I'm going to get, get, get <laughs> angry. The cheek of this guy, the cheek of this, I can't believe Son got up and scored that goal. I thought he had a concussion. <laughs> yeah, he, he got the medic, he got the medic on to check him. Can you imagine? Are you mad? Can you actually imagine? He wasted Crazy, the man. medic's time. To come, to the come, look, it's a disgrace, man. Yeah, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. And I think referees, I think, for, like, shame on all these referees because they encourage, they encourage all this play acting because they keep blowing for these, they keep blowing for this, for this nonsense or they keep going to VAR and overturning decisions for nonsense. Like, the only way we're ever going to get, the only way football's ever going to get players to stop doing this rubbish is to stop giving them decisions. As soon as they stop doing that, they'll just get on with it. They'll just crack on and start playing football. Um, but yeah, regardless, moving on from from the goal which we should have scored, you know, great movement from Cavani, amazing from Pogba, like, you know, great skill, uh, just slip it through, slip it through the defender's legs, and then obviously Cavani did what he does. Uh, and then yeah, with the with the Tottenham goal, ah oh, yeah, I mean Lindelof. Listen, we won. I'm in a good mood. I'm happy, but I've I've made my feelings clear about Lindelof in the past. He, he is he is who he is. Um, he's good at the things he's good at, and he's bad at the things he's bad at. And it is what it is. He's got he's got mistakes in him. He's not he's not a reliable defender. He's not he's not someone you can hang your hat on and say he's not making a mistake today. And if you can see the goal, it's not his fault. Like Lindelof is not that guy, unfortunately. And that's just we are but, who we are. So uh, I'm gonna come to you, Babs, for your for your take on this. Do you think that Lindelof is actually not that guy? And like, do you think that we? might make too much of United centre-back pairing. Again, yesterday, we managed to shout out Kane um, for the most, the majority of the game. Spurs didn't look too threatening. Defensives, um, I guess in this day and age, you're always going to make um, errors. All defenders make errors. Are we sort of highlighting Lindelof and Maguire's errors a bit too much or do we need to be um, talking about it a bit more? Do you think we need to go and buy a centre-back as a, as a priority? I think um, yesterday's goal, let's start with that one. I think both of them were at fault, but you don't get to see Maguire's one straight away. So um, if you watch it back, you see that um, Maguire done like a semi half press to Ndombele and then he stopped whilst um, Lucas was inside already. So that meant that Lindelof had to pick off Lucas and Wambasaka had to pick up Kane. And then someone was three on the back stick anyway. So that pass that Ndombele played to Kane, if Kane let it run, Son will have been there for, for a goal anyway because no one was there with him. And Spurs were looking for that the whole time. I think the partnership, we do need another centre-back, someone that can complement Maguire because he's going to play. Um, I think Lindelof has too many moments where lapses of concentrations come in. He's been, he's been doing all right. He's been doing all right. But I think... There's been too many times where lapses of concentration has been the problem for the back line. And it's not just him, it's Maguire as well. But I think if you get a capable defender next to Maguire that's got the attributes, for example, the Bay attributes, then I think that partnership will be a lot better. Yeah, OK. Um, so, yeah, we went in first half, um, down 1-0. Came out second half and, boy... That's one of the best second halves I've seen from Man United, um, not even under just the Ole era, just in a in a very long time. Like we were just absolutely on it, passing the ball quickly, crisply, not taking too many touches on it. We looked creative. 
we were we were creating a lot of chances. Um, yeah, Babs, I'm going to stick with you here. What do you think changed in that in that second half? I, I think the way we used Pogba, that's what basically changed the whole half because um, he was coming off the line. Sometimes he was dropping in deep where the fullback, you can't go too far in with him. So that means that if he gets the ball in play, if you go too far in, Shaw's free down that wing to run into the space. And um, sometimes as well, he was coming inside. So where Spurs done that, um, Hoiberg was hitting. But whereas um, when Pogba came inside, it was him and Bruno basically as the 10s. And Hoiberg couldn't pick up both of them. That's why Sissoko came on to try and kind of stop that in a double pivot, but it still didn't work. I think Pogba and the way we used him, him coming inside and him coming off the line, was the biggest change in that game. Mm. And, um, yeah, this is probably a, a general question, but I'm looking at Timmy and Aka because, Aka, you've always, you've talked about this McFred pivot um, and, Timmy, you're obviously Pogba's biggest fan. Um, why, well, hold on, why are you saying it like that, though, bro? Because you are. Take your no, clout, innit? No, 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 but the way you're saying are it, you like, I should, like I shouldn't no, be or something. Be. No, you should be proud. No. <laughs> You should be proud. No, no, no. You, you, you backed him the whole season, innit? And he's come, he's come good for you, and he's paid his winnings. Um, but no, what I was saying is obviously Akers kind of sat on the side of the fence, or I guess explained the position that Solskjaer's had to take in playing um, McFred together. And you've been more of the opinion that Pogba should play and play in his best position. Um, do you think now, like we can see a team where Pogba can play um, in the centre mid, and do we have to sacrifice? Um, one of McFred um, to do that, like in the remaining games this season, um, or do we have to play this sort of four-two-two-two that we played yesterday? So I was actually going to touch on that formation because I think that was a touch of class from Oli, and Oli doesn't really get um, enough credit sometimes for um, from his little like tactical switch-ups. I, f- I thought that that was really good. Um, Fred and McTom were still in the pivot. Pogba was, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know what to call it. Like he was basically a ten, but he was also like drifting wide as well. Um, obviously, Wambasaka and um, Wambasaka and Shaw were basically acting like left and right wingers, while um, Bruno and um, Bruno and Pogba were like playing in the half spaces. So <clears throat> essentially, they were both playing ten. But um, if you see like a lot of the time when Pogba picked up the ball, he was picking up like inside left. He was he was picking up inside left, and when Bruno was picking up the ball, he was picking up inside inside right, which left um, Cavani and um, Rashford to both just basically be be um, two strikers. So, with regards to your question, if Fred and McTom are going to play, and Pogba's also going to play, then play Pogba how you played him in the second half yesterday. That's not to say that he can't play well on the left because um, I think some of his best performances this season have come from the left, but. Um, as you can see, the guy is like literally unplayable. Yesterday, in the second half, he was unplayable. Uh, that's one of his best performances of the season, uh, without a doubt. I'm, I'm even trying to think of which better performances I've had from him this season. I think that was his best performance of the season. That second half, anyway. Um, and that's when he's... Pardon? In a, in, a, in a good season as well for Pogba. Yeah, exactly. That's the so, um, If we're going to persist with Fred, uh, Fred and McTom pivot which it seems like in the big games we're going to, Oli needs to get it spot on what we do with Pogba. And I think yesterday's second half was spot on. So 
if that's the case, then I wouldn't mind Fred and McTom holding that pivot if we're going to use Pogba like that. However, if we're just going to keep him on the left, if we're just going to keep him playing on the left, then no, like he needs to come back inside and one of those two needs to hit the bench. Mm. LD, do you think Pogba's staying past this season? Yeah, I think if you analyse where European football is at the moment, Juve are in dire straits financially, and that's kind of been made very clear as the, as the season's gone on. They are struggling, so I don't, they don't have the funds. Uh, Real Madrid, obviously, with their big stadium renovation, they put a lot of money into that. Um, they put a lot of money into Hazard, which, I mean, that's not the topic of discussion, so we don't have to touch Hazard, but... Put a lot of money in the Hazard, and of course they've they're trying desperately to get um, at least one of Mbappe and ha- and Holland. Obviously, um, I think Mbappe would be like the ideal. If I think if you ask Florentino Perez, that's who we want. But obviously they're looking into both players, and they're clearly interested in both players. So I think those are their priorities. And so when you look at it from that perspective, those are the two clubs really that he's been mainly linked with. So. You look at I'm not so, and on, on top of that as well, yeah. just add to all of that, and we're on an upward swing, and that's the important thing as well. On top of that, we've we've shown you know, in parts of this season we've shown glimpses of how good this team can become. Um, we're in a good moment. We're we're playing well. You know, it depends on who we sign in the summer, but yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see it. I could it, it makes more and more sense for him to stay. Like in terms of his, the way things are shaping up on the continent as well, it makes more, you, more, more and more sense. So we'll see. Yeah. Obviously, we'll see. Not guaranteed. No, nothing. Nothing's guaranteed, is it? Yeah. What do you reckon, Babs? Because I think I think that Real Madrid move could still potentially be open to them. Um, I I think he'd probably be available at a lower price than we typically expect him to go for, having shown the form he's shown this season, and obviously with um, one year. Um, left on his contract after this season, he'll have more power than the club if he really wants to go. He can probably engineer a move if he really wants to. Babs, what do you think? You think he's staying next year? Do you think um, he's running down his contract at United or signing uh, anyone? See, I think he's going to stay as well, to be fair. Like and sign, said, and sign a new um, contract? Like LD said, yeah, I think so. Because if you look around now, um, with everything that's going on around with all the big clubs, especially the clubs that won him, um, Real Madrid won't be able to afford him if they want um, Mbappe or Hudson. And um, Juve are not really in great shape. So, um, unless he goes PSG, but I can't see that, I think he'll stay. I think right now, if United bring in more players, good players, then I don't see why he won't look around and go, you know what, I can be kind of the big man the top guy in this club with all these good players around and try and win something with the club. Yeah, Akka, what's, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think the chances of him staying are much higher now. I think he is sort of playing it by ear. Like Bab said, I think summer window is big. So mm-hmm. we're going to look like, look like we're going to come second, hopefully win a trophy. And then if we go out and add two, three... We might players, still win the league, bro, I'm just saying. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't specify what trophy in it to me. Alright, cool. Uh, no, but you said finish second <laughs> and win a trophy. You said finish yeah, second and win a trophy. <laughs> Boy, you said finish second. You see me? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's got you. It might, still, it might still be on. It might just still be on. I'm just saying. Yeah, so... Love it. Love it. Oh, the, the doors ain't closed yet. 
But um, the summer window is big, so if we go out and buy two, three key additions to the team and we want to push on from the second place and we show intent and we start next season off to a flyer, I think Pogba will sign around September, October time. Um, it's dependent on how we start the season and, how, and what we do in our summer business. But I do think Pogba is deservedly getting his flowers this season. The narrative that he's a bad egg and you know he's not fitting in at United has sort of changed over the last six months. He has shown he is our best player. He has risen to the challenge. I remember when Bruno was putting the, the, the numbers away, people were saying, you know, this is what Pogba should have been doing. And all of a sudden, Pogba's shown Bruno levels now as well in terms of quality of play. So he's getting his flowers and he, he looks happy. He looks happy with himself. He's playing good football. So it's, I think it's all dependent on how we act as a club now. If we show that we're serious and we want to go win more trophies and really push on now, he will stay. If we're still on a joke thing, he'll just run his contract down. And then he'll take that free agency come next summer and he'll have a pick of any club in, in the world. Yeah, Timmy, I'm going to come to you. Um, if you're Pogba, would you would you stay or would you go? Obviously, it's I, I think it's it's got similarities to the Kane situation where like you're at the point in your career where you're probably going to get one final big move if you want it. Um, he wants to add some trophies to his, um, like his, his current cabinet. Um, are you are you going to run down your contract? Are you going to sign a new one? What would you do at this point? Um, if I'm Pogba, I'm probably signing a new contract. I think he's 28 now, and um, I don't think that it's too late for for um, another move. So he can sign <clears throat> he can sign in the summer. I don't know four or five year extension, and then if it doesn't work, he could still leave by the time he's 30. He can have a good three, four seasons at a Madrid or or um, a Juve or wherever he wants to go or a PSG or something. But I think right now in the climate that we're in, it would probably be in his best interest to sign a new deal. Um, everyone seems to think like once you get to like the age of like twenty eight, like your career is like only going to start like slowly like declining. And I just and I just feel like that doesn't have to be the case. How old was? Hazard got his move to Real Madrid at 28, but then you see players that have gotten um, bigger moves at like an age like 30, and have still managed to play at the um, at the peak of their powers for another like three, four years. Like for example, mm. Andrea Pirlo when he went to um, when he went to Juventus. So I think Pogba would be helping the club by signing a new deal because we know we'd be able to get some good money for him if he does eventually decide to go. But at the same time, there's a lot of um, We've got a lot of, um, what's that word, bro? I'm so shit at words, man. There's a lot of, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot of, oh, bro, my head is gone. Like confident, not confidence in the team, like potential, that's the word. We've got a lot of potential in this team. Yeah, we got there in the end, man. But um, we've got a lot of potential in this team and like someone like Pogba could be the, the kind of player to like put this team over the edge. We do need a few sign-ins. But as um as you can see now, we're we're not far off. We'll probably end. I'd I'd guess we finish maybe like ten points off City, um, and that's not far off at all considering where we were last season, and um where, for example, Liverpool were. We've completely like switched roles with them now. Mm-hmm. We are the yeah. better team. You understand what I'm trying to say? And um, with two or three more signings, then who's to say that we can't do well? But if it goes the opposite way and we still aren't any closer to winning the league, 
Pogba will have another three years left on his deal and he can still get a move at like a 30 or 31. So if I'm him, I sign a new deal, um, guarantee yourself some money. And, you know, this might be the first of two potential more um, big contracts left in his career because if it's going downhill, he's not going to stay. He's, he's not going to do what he did this time, um, um, this time and, um, you know, and sit around and wait on the deal to run down and this and that. He's going he's gonna to say... So, for example, if we finish like a fourth next season or we miss out on Champions League or whatever, he's going to be in their ear like, look, OK, we need to go. You could put clauses in these contracts. You could... Anything. You know what I mean? But mm. I think it's in his best interest. Sign a new deal and reevaluate in the next one, two years because you could still get that move. He's Paul Pogba, for God's sake. I don't think yeah. he signs, though, until the back end of the year, calendar year, personally, Jimmy. There's, there's no reason it, for the no, but man, the, the, man, the Man United just sell him then because we're not going to risk losing him for free. But like, I don't know. I, I just I think he's going to wait till August September. See how we have a, what window, what kind of window we have, mm. and what kind of start to the season we have. Mm. If we, we push on next year in the first eight to ten games, and we've got a good return, and we're looking like we might be going for getting closer to the title, then he signs on. I, I just don't think that would be that would be ludicrous. That would that would be ludicrous from the club, man. I just think that would be so stupid if yeah, we let we let man come into let man come into the last year of his contract without selling him because as soon as it hits January, or because he's not staying in England, so we're not worried about English teams poaching him. We're worried about foreign teams poaching him. As soon as it gets to January, if he's not signing new deal, everyone can talk to him for free. Yeah, but I think for Pogba's, but I think for Pogba's sake, um, he's gonna want to see what the club is gonna do in the transfer yeah. window. Like, and, that, and, and that's why, and that's why we need to be, and that's why we need to work quickly in the market. We need to work. If quickly you do in the market. that, it's not serious to me. Like this is why we yeah. got ourselves into a situation where he, we're not gonna sell him, and he's a very important player to our team, if not the most important player. But the board has got to a position now where we can't afford to sell him. And he might run his contract down. That's why we, you know, the ball is in Pogba's court. He's empowered now. He can do what he wants, and he will do what he wants, yeah. and rightly so. There's nothing wrong with that. No. He should do. We will, no, absolutely. But we will, we will, we will sell him if 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 he's not signing a new contract by the end of the transfer window, or nearing the end of the transfer window, we're selling him. We cannot I, risk. We cannot risk losing you know. money I, I, on Pogba. We can't. We can't risk letting him go on free. I've got to say, I disagree slightly in the sense. I, I don't. I, I disagree. Um, re- and the reason I say that is because you look at what happened to Christian Eriksen at the Spurs where they were still hoping he would sign a new deal and so they didn't try and sell him this to someone before and that's Daniel mm. Levy that's, that, that's Daniel Levy bear in mind as well so if they're going to hold on to Christian Eriksen until January and then they just sold him in January right so I think worst case scenario for us is we have to sell him in a cut price deal in January cut price deal yeah years. I don't think United that, I don't think United case. will force him I'm telling yeah, you yeah same I agree I think we, he will leave for free give, we're going to give he's him at the club in January without a new deal he'll leave for free I disagree. but Timmy if you're Pogba Timmy if you're Pogba I think, Pogba, I think, I think you, the club will give him like every opportunity to, to if, make this if I'm Pogba yes basically if, if I'm Pogba I'm not signing a new deal until I know what's going on facts yeah. however if I'm Man United and I'm not sure he's going to sign a new deal, then I'm selling him. Yeah, but Man United... You cannot risk losing him. You cannot risk losing him for free. I don't see... I don't see... So, also, I don't Wait. see Solskjaer condoning... Yeah. Uh, he's now got a great relationship, number one. Obviously, from a commercial perspective, he's really important to the club, number two. So, for those combined reasons, I don't see the club or 
or I don't see the club as in like Woodward and Co. Or nor do I see Solskjaer like sticking it, st- st- you know, really sticking him with it and saying, oh, you know, like I don't see them putting him on that kind of pressure. I do see them giving him. Bro, I, see however, them, I, see, I see them giving him however, like every second possible to make to make a positive decision in terms of staying. However, Raiola is definitely sticking it on them. Absolutely, and he's going to be shopping man around. Raiola's going to be shopping man around from when the transfer window has closed, right? Raiola's going to be shopping man around, and also think about it: if Pogba's leaving on a free, he gets way more money. That means more money in Raiola's pocket. It does not make any sense. I'm telling you, it won't make any sense. Raula will, will 100% be against letting Pogba, um, Pogba go into another team with six months left in his contract. Ride out the next six months, you're going to get like a 30 mil sign-on bonus. I'm going to get my 15 mil and he's still going to get 350k from, um, from, um, from an elite team. Man United will lose him for free. Let's if we uh, not tie him down if, this summer. Back. If he goes this summer, how much do we get for him? If he goes this summer? Yeah. Depends on his World Cup. No, um, we, sorry, his Euros. We we can we can get if they, if they win it if they win it we would get our money back minimum right we'll 90. get our money back for Pogba if, well, if they million. don't win it we get ninety mil back for Pogba it was so eighty but we get that back for Pogba. Bro, did you not see did you not see how much Hazard went for? I swear he was in the last year of his contract as well. Hazard was going for like one twenty. What did Hazard go for? Yeah, he went for about 95, oh, I think. He went for about, he went for about 100 million euros. It's a post-COVID. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. I think but, as well. Okay. Andy can, can, can negotiate from January. So he's not going for people, people are throwing this COVID thing around, like COVID, this COVID, COVID, COVID. Uh, I hear it, right? No, elite clubs imagine. are still elite clubs. They still generate revenue. And they will make all that money back from Paul Pumper, plus more. I'm telling but you, if he has a good euro and we and they win it, then we can get 90 more for Pogba. If they don't win it, we will get 60, 70. He will go for no less oh, than 60 with a year left on his deal. 100%. Right, He'll go for no I'm less than 60. To, I'm going to have to move on from this, otherwise we'll be on this all day. Um, one guy I wanted to bro, move on read to. it. Raiola will bully United. <laughs> he will bully us, bro. Facts. Um, yeah, I wanted to move on to the guy who probably didn't deserve to win the match, um, the man of the match performance yesterday over Pogba, but did somehow anyway. Um, Edison Cavani, another guy who probably could be leaving United um, at the end of this season. Um, he put in um, a great performance yesterday, just um, levels above what we've currently got. Are we in trouble if Cavani leaves this season and we obviously don't get a Haaland or a Kane, which, I mean, probably looks fairly unlikely. Are we in trouble? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, absolutely. Because, like, we saw what he brings to the team yesterday and he does think other players in his team aren't ready to do yet. And that's just facts. So, he is who he is, man. He's been a world-class striker for, what, the last decade. So, it is what it is. Um, you know, he's, so- he's, he's on job, man. He's on job. So then, for you, um, for you, if we if we have Cavani leave, does that then change the priorities in terms of who you want to sign? Because we've been saying we desperately need a right winger. Realistically, I think we might get two of the players we need. I think more than that is probably hopeful. Um, I don't know where striker is in terms of your importance, but would you then shift that up as a as a priority? Maybe lower centre back priority or DM. How do you have that? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because ultimately it will depend on who's available as well. Like, it's not just on who we want, but it's who, mm. you know, for example, Borussia Dortmund, it's who they want to sell, it's um, who they're willing to lower the valuations for as well. So that, that plays, that of course plays a part, uh, inevitably. So I have to just wait and see really on that side. But yeah, I think um, it does... I think regardless, to be honest, I think regardless of Cavani does go or stay, I think we still need we need to strengthen. We know where the key areas are, and we just got to try our best to strengthen them. And again, like I said, that will depend on who clubs are willing to let go and for how much they're willing to let them go for, and who which players. Bear in mind, you know, a couple of players that I know we're talking about. One of the one of which already chose to not come to Man United already. So it also depends on who wants to come here and who's ready to. Play for Man United. He really wants. He's excited to play for Man United as well. So, all those things yeah. factor into it ultimately as well. But obviously, like the the noises coming out seems like Cavani actually does want to go back to South America. So, so based on that assumption, how do you prioritize the um, the signings we need this window in order of position? I still think um, a DM is the main thing we need. Because we can't go into next season with McFred, um, but yeah, over a goes, Yeah, I'll say so because a lot of our problems kind of comes from them two in the middle of the park, especially in games where we need to dominate possession. Because um, we've had many games where we don't dominate a lot of a lot of the ball for a long time in the games, and you can't win stuff if you can't do that. So you need some sort of control in the middle of the park, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but if Cavani does leave, then, like someone said in the comments, we haven't got a nine that does what he does. So, for example, like the goal yesterday, like we haven't got play that's going to do that. Oh. I think, I think Mason will be good, but I think we need someone like Cavani, someone that's going to sniff chances, you know, make the runs, like them from post runs and get the goals. But if we don't replace him, I'm not that worried, to be fair. If we don't replace him, I'd rather we replace um, McTominay or Fred than kind of bring someone in for Cavani. Because I believe in so, Mason. I think Mason will be good. So um, so what, what what's your order then? DM and then what's next? If Cavani leaves, yeah? Yeah. If Cavani leaves, then I'll say DM... Right winger, a proper right winger, and then a striker. No CB. What's your thought? Um, I think we do desperately need a DM, but I don't think the club's going to buy one in the summer. I've got a nasty feeling. Like I think they're trying to fumble upon a, a signing for Rice through Lingard. But if they can't get that one, I don't see a sign. Mm. I don't see the club signing a DM, even though we should. I think it's going to be centre back, right wing, and a number nine. What well, in that order, yeah. I think a, I think a centre back is a, pri- uh, a priority because you know Babs was talking about earlier Lindelof and Maguire just haven't got it in them to go to the next level and that is trophies, championships, title races. Like they they play good for eight games out of ten and they've got like a moment of madness in them. You see when they get dragged mm-hmm. out of position and they don't have the protection of two holding midfielders. You know they look a bit erratic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And they go out into the channels and they have to mark strikers or if they have to push up with the high line. So I feel we need to get someone like Bab said with the attributes of Bai. We can push up higher then and we might not have to play two in the in the middle. And Oli is quite clearly very happy with the midfield, so I just don't think the club's gonna use that as a priority. I think it's gonna be literally a centre back, a right winger and a number nine. What are you saying to me? Any different in your opinion to that? Um <clears throat> I think priority is centre back. Um over the or a nine. It's centre back or nine. Do you know what? I, I, I'm with Akal. I don't think that. Um, I think Oli's happy with his um, with his midfield. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. But I guess the and, question and is, would, would you be, if you were, if you were Oli? What, you know what you, it is, mm, right? Yeah. You know what it is. Um, if Pogba stays, then I'm happy because I'm seeing what James Garner's doing at Nottingham Forest at the moment, innit? And I think that he can come into this team next season and just sit Fred on the bench. Um, so I think we're better off spending the money elsewhere just because I feel like a DM's not going to win us the league. I was having this conversation earlier. I feel like if we had a commanding centre-back, like if we had an 8 out of 10 centre-back, I feel like he's the difference between us being 11 points behind City like we are now and being 4 points behind City. I feel like if we had a striker, a top number 9, that's the difference between being 11 points behind City as we are now or being two points behind City, or neck and neck with City. I don't think a DM is the difference. Is is the difference between us getting any closer to City? If we had Pogba and and a, a nice controlling midfielder, so a DM that can actually play like a proper number six, like Garner is, then I'm I'm happy with. McTom coming off the bench or McTom starting some games because if we're being completely honest he's not had the worst season he just isn't a very good footballer do you know what I mean mm. but sometimes you need these passion merchants you need men that, that are going to get stuck in and this the and that join the club I'm not in the club I'm not in the club my thing with McTom is, is his intelligence he's not smart if he becomes a smarter footballer, I don't care that he's not the best technically, right? 
Just be smart with what you do. Plug in the holes where you need to. Read the game better. If you're reading the game well, I don't mind playing you when, when we're playing a Bernie and that when big big boys need uh, need a rest. But if we're going priority-wise, I'm not going to put DM in my top two priority just because I've got faith that when Jimmy comes back from um, Nottingham Forest... He goes on I think Jimmy goes on loan again next year. He will yeah. go on then, then, if, then if he does, then we need a DM. But you see, no, me, thing is though, I like put, I like throwing these men in the deep end, and I think he's I good enough because I'll be watching man at Nottingham Forest, and I'm telling you, this guy is a serious, serious player. I think he goes yeah. on a, on a Premier League loan next year, so mm-hmm. not Championship. I, 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 want, like I, want, I want him to play in it because I still feel like we're we're light in midfield anyway, right? Matic is coming to the end of his tenure. So I think Mike's playing well next year. If you hear me out, though, I think the well, reason why I chose centre back is because the centre back changes our style of play. Like the reason McFred plays is because we don't yeah. trust our centre backs. If you bring so in, so what are you saying? If we bring in a centre, centre backs, my uh, my first priority. Back yeah, it's my first choice as well. But yeah. what I'm saying, well, what that does is for the rest of the guys that tune in DM. If we get a centre back, it changes our style of play. So, so we you're can saying play, we can play a higher line. That that centre back should be quick. He should be able to cover. And then mm-hmm. you can play Pogba in the pivot, no problem. Like we see him when Bayi plays, Pogba plays in the pivot. And then I'm you've got still Pogba. not. I'm not can, sold. Can I'm not you sold play on the Fred line? This is, this is against see, see, my, uh, my thing is the reason why I picked DM is yeah. Um, let's just use yesterday's game. Yeah, when you control games, we all know that you have a better chance of winning games when you control it. United haven't got a midfield that can do that, so. For example, we're talking about Maguire and Lindelof. Yeah, they're not the greatest partnership, but when you control a lot of the a lot of the ball for a lot of times in the game, they won't be exposed that much. If you get what I mean. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. That's what I'm saying. And I don't, I'm mind, and I don't no, mind that with the centre back, the Babs, the line goes. We play a higher line, so we start. No, I fully teams. hear that. Yeah, no, I fully hear that. I fully hear that. So it's just the way we're both, and we can dictate. Public can dictate games. Boy. Yeah, it's just the way we're looking at it. But then um, he's going to keep playing this formation that he likes, this 4-2-3-1. Um, yeah, definitely. If you, get, if you get someone in with Pogba where both of them are capable on the ball and one of them can be a ball winner as well, I think it puts you in a better position to kind of win games and dominate games. We just can't dominate games. The thing is, Matic and Pogba, if you watch their games, it works really well. Give it, give it Jimmy Gardner, bro. Give it Jimmy Gardner. (laughs) Throw man in at the deep end, buy a centre-back, buy a nine, and we're good. 21 and 22. I'm not going to lie, I'm with it, man. We should just just see... He's, he's weak, Relegate man. Relegate Fred to the bench. He's physically not fully developed at the highest level. I'm 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 not, I'm not being I'm not being funny like all this phys- physicality is overrated like if you can't if, you, if bro if bro if if you can't get touched then no one's worrying about that someone like Scholes they couldn't touch him he was never the most physical you just couldn't get near Scholes you couldn't touch him he's a tiny lad though man I think you just nah, need to bro I'm telling you yeah bro I'm bro this guy I didn't know he was this good um, no, he's good I didn't he's know good. he was this he good he's really he's good but he needs more adult football players he's quality. And I want him, like, even if I have to stomach another season of Fred and McTom, yeah, and Jimmy just coming off the bench, getting the garbage minutes, playing in games that don't mean nothing, yeah, and then, you know, like, Greenwood had his push at the back end of last season, and then when we feel like he's ready, he gets his push from, like, February onwards. 
I think I think it saves money. We don't need to bring in another DM. We can focus on getting a top top centre back, and we focus on getting the top top nine. Right? If we're not going to do that, and if we're going to loan him out again, then yes, we definitely need a DM because them two are not good enough. But I'm okay. providing an alternative. By the way, for me, I think a top centre back and a top number nine is enough for me personally. If you go out and get a Harry Kane and you get a really good centre back, this team is going to get involved in the title race. Yeah, but we're still going to we're still going to be getting exposed though. We still go right winger. A top centre back transforms the back line. And then I want I, I want Sancho, but I just feel like the thing's too he's a luxury now, man. man. Not even not even that he's a luxury. I just feel like right wing isn't the priority no more, yeah, man. It's, it's a luxury, then, isn't it? Like, look at how we played this season. Like, and I'm telling you, a, a top centre back or a top striker, one of the two. Mm. I think a top striker more so than not gets us this close to Man City. Yeah, of course he does. Our number nine has scored four league goals. The four top league striker goals, United yeah. exactly. goals. That's 16 there goals it is. minimum. 16 goals minimum. 16 points is about 10 to 15 points, depending on the season. And we're going to get 80 points this year, I think, or there or thereabouts. You put mm. another 10, 15 points on, you're talking 90 plus. That's title winning level. So I think I like, two signs are no, enough. Back the, on a, on a world the, thing is though, the thing is, though, like what I would say is Greenwood hasn't scored anywhere near as many goals as we thought he would this year. And particularly, neither has Martial. Neither has um, Cavani. Got, yeah, neither has Cavani, neither has Cavani. But I guess it's just a counterpoint is that if we've got someone like Sancho to get. If Sancho is bringing 15 goals, 15 assists um, off the right wing. No, but I disagree. Yeah, though. Again, it just Sancho's changed, not bringing. Sancho's not getting 20 20 in the Prem. He's not getting 20 20 in the Prem. I didn't say 20. Last year. No, no, no. The comment says 20 20. Oh, okay. Even 15, I'm not even sure. 15 15, I'm not even sure. Sancho was a priority because Martial was putting goals away up top. So we thought number nine is sorted. We're going to get a right winger. This year, no number nine has put anything away. So the goalposts have changed this year. Sancho is now a luxury and a number nine is a priority. Yeah, but the, thing, the thing is, though, who's City's, how many, I mean, City's top goal scorer is who? Gundogan. And how many goals has he got? Like, what, 11, 12? So they share their goals out. Yeah, they share their goals out. Yeah, exactly. Bro, they're so bad. And partly what I'm saying is predicated on the fact that we're not going to get Kane. I think that's nigh on impossible to get Kane out of... I don't know. And then, on top, on, on, on top of that, on top of that, sorry, just to finish, I go think on, um, Sancho more likely to get. We're much more likely to get Sancho than Holland in terms of like he, he, he will, I'm sure Sancho will stay United more than Holland does. He'll probably be cheaper than Holland will be as well. Um, and he's already like boys with people like Rashford. He's already lived in Manchester, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I think like for those reasons, he's more likely to come. And he's obviously a top youngster as well, a like massive prospect as well. And it balances out our attack so much more because we become far less predictable because it isn't just everything down the left-hand side or bust, basically. Um, to have someone who's actually comfortable, yes, playing off the right, um, but also drifting inside, combination play, I think it has a big, it has a huge dimension to our to our game. Um, yeah. So ultimately, ultimately, if we could get if we could get someone like Sancho, it's still it's still a big plus for this team. Uh, it's still big plus. It changes the way we play as well. So whether we get, you know, yes, a strike will be great, but it's more likely that we can go get a Sancho anyway, and he's going to be a top how, player. That adds a lot to our team as well. How, how much? Um, would we, how much would we get a Sancho for? I think it's this summer. But I think a lot of it depends on this, a lot of it depends on if Borussia Dortmund get Champions League football or not. Which um, they're not going to. 
It's looking unlikely after that loss. After the loss, uh, was it last weekend? It's looking quite unlikely. Well, let's say they them. don't. Let's say they don't. How much can um, can we get Sancho for? I think. I just want to see something here. I mean, it's all conjecture, isn't it? I think looking like around maybe seventy-five. Seventy-five. Okay. 75. And how much can we? And how much could we get Kane for? Ah, uh, Kane's not coming for less than a hundred. That that question's for you, Akka. So it's at least one hundred twenty million for Kane. Because Akka thinks we can get Kane. Akka thinks we can get Kane. LD thinks we can get Sancho for 75 mil, but we can't get 80 mil for Pogba. It's different. <laughs> why? I can't why believe this guy. Why is all these other clubs can't pay money for Pogba, but we can pay 150 for Kane, we can pay 75 for Sancho. Well played, well played. You know what? I'm the only team with money in the world. I like that. Guys, guys, relax. Relax, relax. Please. Um, cool. Um, let let me move it on from there because I can see you lot wanna 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 continue on that convo. Um, Dean Henderson yesterday, um, effectively like sweeper keeper in for us. Um, you mentioned something, Aka, which is if we get um a top quality centre back, we can push the line up maybe like ten, five, ten yards. Um, but that seemed to be something that Hendo's um doing since he's come into the side, given. Um, the defence more confidence to push further up. Um, what, what do you think of his performance yesterday, Aka? Um, and are you any more convinced that he can be United's number one? He is United's number one now. Like uh, He's been knocking on the door for the whole season and he's taken his opportunity. He had a, a couple of soft goals go in, but on the whole, if you watch the games he's played this season, he has um, he's done his bit. and he's in, in two of our biggest performances this year, were down to him, so City and Spurs. He's he's assured. Like when the ball was going up in the air yesterday, I had no doubt he's going to collect it. He's confident. He's good. He's good with his feet. He was for yesterday. He did something I've not really seen him do a lot before. But he was sweeping up, and he was protecting our defenders. Mm-hmm. And it's just so refreshing to see a keeper come off the line. It's been a decade, man. Like the head doesn't come off his line, and the keepers have got to be braver in modern football. And if if he can come off his line, the fullbacks can push up a bit more, and we can be a lot braver in our style of play. And we saw that yesterday. The reason we we dominated the second half was because we pushed the line up, and we were braver. The fullbacks were actually pushing on and making chances, and Henderson was sweeping up. For me, he's now number one. He's going to start next season as number one, and I just hope he pushes on. And he's got all the attributes. His shot stop is improving. That for me is still a weak area of his. But on the whole, he's a much more rounded keeper than De Gea. And he's got the confidence in himself to be the number one for Man United. And that's a big thing when you play for United. You've got to believe that you are good enough to play for United. And he believes that. Yeah. All right, Babs. Um, I guess one final person to mention from yesterday's performance. Um, yeah, there were there were a lot of good performers yesterday. But Aaron Wambataka perhaps doesn't get um, much praise from this podcast, certainly. Um, he was good yesterday. He looked good going forward, which is something we want to see more from him of. Um, do you think he's improved this season in terms of um, going forward? And do you think we've got more to see from him? Yeah, I think um, he's definitely improved um, this season. I think he's a lot more confident going forward. Um, he's a lot more braver on the ball, which um, we've all been screaming for him to do. We all know he's good defensively, but on the ball... He needed to improve because teams were starting to target him. So with their press, so they'll wait for him to get the ball and then they'll press. But to be fair, first done that the first 
10 minutes or so when the game was kind of dead yesterday where they were waiting for the fullbacks to get the ball to press. But in general, I thought he was good. Um, got on the ball, kind of stuck with his man. I won't blame him for the goal with the back stick because he's had to tuck in to be on Kane. So that's not on him. And it's the fact that he's actually bumming down the byline and getting crosses in the box, which kind of you need to do now as a fullback. You can't just be a good defender. You've got to be able to do both. Um, both ways. Obviously, he's still got a long way to go, attacking-wise, but I think he'll get there. That's not a position that I'm really worried about, to be fair. Fair. Okay, cool. Um, Alright, so one question that was, um, that we put on Twitter today was um, if you had the chance to sign three ex-players from um, one of the previous Man United squads, who would it be and why? In the interest of time, I'm going to shave it down to two, um, but I want to hear you lot's thoughts on two players from um, Man United's history that you'd pick to come into this current squad to win us um, the title. Timmy, I'm going to go to you first. The question was three, bro. You want to shave it down to two, fam? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, it, make it, let's make it techie, innit? Let's just be quick with it, innit? <laughs> Alright, All right, so, go, go for your three. Go, go for, for your three. three. Most, most, of us, most of us think we need a CB, DM and striker as our three priorities, so Obviously, they'd be three positions that we need to um, improve on the most. I think if we um, brought in Rio Ferdinand, um, he complements Maguire very well because he's a quicker centre-back, he's a better ball-playing centre-back, he reads the game better than Maguire. So, basically, we'll cover up for Maguire's deficiencies. So, yeah, Rio goes in straight away. <clears throat> One thing we're missing in the midfield is a leader. Um, Roy Keane is definitely going to be my midfielder. Um, he'll bring the best out of everyone as well as give it 100% every single time. Uh, he's not just um, a hot workhorse like McTominay. He's also got great technical ability as well. So um, he comes straight into the midfield and the striker, uh, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Uh, I don't really want my nine to be the best footballer per se, like that will link up play and do this and do that. I just want my nine to score goals. And um, that's something that van Nistelrooy does. In, he's just in the box, give him three chances. He's bagging two of them. So, yeah, uh, Van Nistelrooy, Keane and Rio for me. All right, Babs. You know. Does um, Cavani stay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, Cavani is part of the team. Right. Yeah. Cavani stays. All right, then I'm going Keane in the middle, Rio at the back, because I think exactly what Timmy said. Um, he complements Maguire perfectly and he'll be a leader. He'll read the game well and that defence will just get better. Um, Roy Keane in the middle because he's a ball winner he's comfy on the ball and he can drag players along I think those are the three things that we are lacking so much in the middle of the park where someone would just kind of grab everyone together and then just get us playing um, if you have him and Pogba in like a double pivot I think well that would be amazing still and um Ronaldo, right wing for me. Um, if you have Rashford on the left, Ronaldo on the right, and then a Cavani up front or something with Greenwood coming on, I think that front three will get you a lot of goals. And at the end of the day, goals win games. So, Sweet. yeah. All right, cool. LD, you're free. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Rio, I mean, number one, Rio. I think he's solved so many problems in the squad. Again, leader. Again, composure. Um, you know, the athlete at the back. 
let us push up the pitch. Um, we'll help Henderson along as well uh, with his experience. And Wambasaka as well. Just the whole, everyone in the back four. Everyone in the midfield. So Rio number one, Ronaldo number two, because like you said, uh, Babs, right wing, um, right wing, left wing, up front, I don't care, like wherever, I'll just get Ronaldo in. <laughs> to quite frankly, I don't care. Um, and then, yeah, I think midfield's a bit of a tough one because we've got players like Carrick who are so good. But yeah, I think realistically, it's got to be someone like Rakeen because again, ball winner, he will give someone like, he'll give players like Pogba and Bruno a lot more freedom to go play. And he himself obviously can play those longer. He can play it longer, play it short, break up play, just lead the team in it, just do what do what Rakeen did best. So yeah, I think it's pretty. To be honest, from the problems we have in this team, assuming Cavani was going to stay, yeah, it was pretty. It's, I'd say that's uh, yeah, pretty easy. And Aka, any different? Yeah, pretty similar. Like you've got to go for Rio. Stam and Vidic were good defenders, but they don't suit Maguire, so you've got to choose Rio mm. for that fact. I'd actually go with Skulls in the middle because I just feel we could dictate games more. And I just got this image of our wide forward, so Rashford, Greenwood, whoever, running in behind and Skulls just picking them out. Um, Skulls could break any line of you know defence as well. He's got goals in him as well. Um, so I take Skulls over Keane, actually. And then, yeah, you've got to go with Ronaldo because he just plays across the front line and he's, the, you know, he's, had, he's got goals in him, so you can't even... That's what we need. We need goals at top. Interesting that no one mentioned Waza. I think he'd he'd have done a solid job up top for us. He yeah. he probably does the job that um, we'd all want Marshall to do. In fairness, um, but yeah, so all right. Marshall's name. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at Wayne, but he's not a goal scorer like uh, Van Nistelrooy. So yeah, no, Marshall get his name mentioned in the same sentence as our record goal scorer. Yeah, it's mad still. But for what we need, for what wait, we need, wait, 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 is that what we're going for? Like cheap shots? I literally said we'd want Marshall to be doing the job Rooney's doing, and this I'm is what we're going to do. I'm going to say it was in the same sentence. But you then, <laughs> you then went and said the same two in the same sentence, if that's what we're going to do. Now, but um, for what we need, for what we need right now in this team, Waz is my favourite United player, but for what we need right now in this team, I think them players will be more important than him. Mm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I don't know, you know, the season Ronaldo goes, Rooney gets 30, but hey-ho, we Go can get into it, that man. another time. <laughs> we can get into that another time. All right. I um, love that name, though. <laughs> Golf Crooks, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it. Um, all right, we've got Granada in the week. Um, any fears or concerns about that performance? We've obviously talked about Oli um, overplaying um, some of the players a bit too much. Um, do you think we need to rest players ahead of that game? Should be a straightforward one. We hope. I want to see. Oh, so who, who are you gonna? No, 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 I want to see some players get more minutes, man. Some people in the comments have been talking about, you know, why haven't we seen more Bailly? Why haven't we, we seen more Tuanzebe? I want to see one of those guys get minutes in this game. I want to see Van der Beek get some minutes in this game. Uh, I want to see Rashford rested in this game. God knows he can barely walk right now. Um, yeah, we need we need to kind of give our we need to give our squad some minutes, I think, and just get everyone involved and get everyone locked in for the rest of this running. So that's what I'd like to see in this game. But as far as concerns are con- if I was concerns, nah, I think I don't. 
after what Granada did at home. I don't. We'd have to go a long way. And I, I'm normally not like this confident about my United game of football, quite frankly. But after that first leg, we'd have really. Uh, yeah, nah. I think we're good. Uh, so I like to see a bit more rotation, um, mm. and just get 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 players in, you know, and get them into the squad, get him get him into some rhythm, and just let's you know let let's 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 crack on. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I think um, it would be rude if I went the whole podcast without mentioning um, OGS because he obviously made the tactical switch yesterday to make it four two two two. He brought on. Greenwood at the right time as well and he's obviously delivered the assist for the Cavani goal and got a goal himself um, in the last seven games against top six sides we haven't conceded a goal from open play and I, say all of them. Sorry. <laughs> I, I didn't know that Akim but thanks for the addition and since that game where we got battered 6-1 by Spurs only City have conceded less goals in the league. Um, we're riding second, we're riding high. We win, we praise Oli, we lose, we want him out. Um, Babs, what's your take on him? We've obviously heard from the other guys on the pod this season about Oli, but I'd be interested to see what your view is. I'm not a fan, to be fair, but, however, sometimes you've got to give him credit. Like you said, um, we've been good lately, uh, Defensively, yesterday we were good. Like the little tactical changes that he made yesterday was good. Getting uh, Bruno to well, United to go to a four-four-two on Bruno, going up with Cavani to press when we haven't got the ball. That was good from him as well. Um, so yeah, like you do got to give him praise sometimes, but I just don't think he's the guy to get us there, man. I so what you sack him at the end it. of the season? If he if he wins Europa and finishes to second, you can't stack him. But if it was down to me and I was running United, I'm getting rid of him. I didn't want him at the start and I still don't want him now. So, I'll get rid of him. But... Uh, it, it looks like you've got some stronger views on, on Ole out. Oh, yeah, no, nah, man. I've been screaming that from day one. Um, <laughs> I, just, I, just, I can't see it. I just can't see how, um, tactically, um, he has games where he does really well tactically, but... Um, that always comes in after a change, if that makes sense. So, so I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna play devil's advocate, yeah, and say that, and I, I don't have an opinion on whether he, he should be in or should be out. I'm, I'm still undecided, but I'm gonna say that, okay. considering he doesn't have a passing DM, Pogba's been injured for a fair chunk of the season. We don't have a right hand side. We didn't have a pre-season and we've been playing games basically twice a week. Um, a lot of people say that they don't see tactics or enough style from this current United side. But when would Ole have had the chance to implement this? And does he have the personnel to implement the style he wants to yet? Um, it, what he's... He's had the team for a while now, really. So um, the style that he will want United to play could have been implemented by now. Um, we've seen other managers go into roles and straight away, kind of, you can see what they're trying to do. But with him, it's like United play a lot of games and the bulk of them games where you don't have any idea what they're trying to do. And you can see the players don't as well. 
we've had a lot of games where everything's been kind of passive and then someone like Bruno or Rashford may have a moment of magic. Um, to me, I've never watched a whole United game where everything has been kind of, you can look at the TV and go, oh, that's what they're trying to do, that's what they're trying to do. We try and play that from the back, but we don't do that well enough and we don't change it when it's not working. So I just can't see what he tells the players to do. Okay, um, Aka, what are your thoughts? I think it's uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll let you. I'll let you speak on that. What are your thoughts on what what Babs just said? Yeah, there's a lot of truth in that. There's no denying that. You know, we do have games where we just sort of. It's like Babs said, we don't have a clue. Well, I don't have a clue what's going on. It's a, it's heavily reliant on individual brilliance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've always said, you know, you know, I've always said, let the man see his contract out. Last, I mean, I can't stress enough how bad last summer's window was. It really handicapped us, and you know it's funny because the reverse fixture when we lost six one, people said he's a dead man walking, and I even myself I wrote the season off. You know I didn't think I thought we'd struggle to make top six after that result. Okay, I might mm-hmm. have been in shell shock after the performance and the result against Spurs six one, but no one envisaged us to go to second place, and we're looking on course for eighty points. And mm-hmm. I, like I said, I can't sit here and say I want Ole out because at the end of last season, what I said is. I want us to get closer to the top, and we've got 66 points two seasons in a row, so I want to get somewhere between 75 and 80 points. I can't say that last summer, and then he does it. I don't know how he does it. He does it, and then I'll, I'll be a hypocrite. So I, I just want to see him, like I said, let him see his third year out. You know, For any rebuild, you need three full seasons. Let him do that. Give him the personnel he wants. I really do believe there's enough quality in that team. If you just add two, three really, really good players that suit the positions that we need them in, we can go up another level and we can play a much more attractive brand of football. So it's not as bad as it seems and it's not as good as it seems. I think we're, I think it's, it's too much of this extreme extremism in, in our fan base. It's either Ole mm. out or Ole in. He's somewhere in the middle quite clearly and he deserves one more year. He's earned one more year for me to see exactly where, where, where which side he's on. Yeah. Um... Timmy, I'm going to go to you for our final question. This one's from, from Rick. Um, what needs to be done to sustain a balance and performance like that against Spurs consistently? Um, and then the second part to that is, is Van der Beek someone that can play more of a role next season? And how? Um, so to answer the first question, what do we need to do? We just need to be con- more consistent, I think. Um the problem with us is a lot of the time when one person's playing bad, it seems to like trickle down to everyone else. Mm-hmm. So like when one when one player's playing bad, like it seems like the whole team starts playing bad. And um, a lot of the time it will be if Bruno's not having a good game, or if Rashford's not having a good game, or if Pogba's not having a good game, who are our three like quote unquote leaders. So as long as um, the three of them stay consistent. I think that we could see performances like that, um, bro, almost week in, week out. Like, we're not a bad team. A lot People act like we're a bad team. We're not a bad team. I think we've definitely got the second or third best squad in the league, um, player for player. We're not a bad team at all. We, we just lack the consistency, which is um, which is a problem that we've had. Um, and in, in all honesty, like, no one expected Martial to have the season that he's having now. Uh, especially after the season he had last season, at the least by now he should be on like 13 goals and whatever. And again, that gets us more points. So um, I just think 
in order to sustain it, we just need consistency from our better players. Luke Shaw, um, he's someone that's come on the heaps and bounds in the past like three months as well. He's been unbelievable. Wambisaka, I've always liked him, whether he's good going forward or he's not good going forward. Need a little bit more from Fred and Tom. But again, if Pogba's playing well, if Bruno's playing well, if Rashford's playing well, we don't even need those two to be at at an optimum level. Just do what you need to do, do the dirty work. So yeah, consistency, definitely. And um, Van der Beek, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't played as I, I don't know why he hasn't played enough this season. And in a season where all our fixtures were so congested, if he's not playing that much this season, next season the fixtures aren't going to be as congested as as they were. If he's not playing that much this season, uh, why would he play that much next season? Especially if we want another midfielder as well, be it buying a DM or be it Garner coming in into the team. I don't know. I just don't really see where he'll get like that much more minutes. Mm-hmm. Can't really see it. Honest with you. See, on Van der Beek, I think he just needs to be braver on the ball. I think he's a bit of a pussy as well. They yeah, they don't see him. They don't look at him and go, "Ah, oh, you know what? I'm having him in the team because he's not brave on the ball." That's why Bruno gets so much playtime because, as much as he gives the ball away, which is criminal, but um, he's proper brave on the ball. He tries to make things happen. Like Van der Beek is mm. always on safety. Safe, yeah. I think yeah, if, Fred, if Fred can improve the way Fred's improved, um, then I don't see why. I think ultimately Donny can, but it's up to him. And I think he needs How's to, Fred improved? No, come on. I'm not saying Fred is the best. Look, Fred's not the best player in the world, but my God, he was. Man said Fred's improved. Fred's yeah, LD family. You have to take your mugger pass away. Are you saying <laughs> from when Fred signed to today, he's not improved? Fred's still the same. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was better when he signed. We need a whole other show. We need a whole other show for Fred. Um, that will be run. That will be run by Akka. Um, but <laughs> that might be a quarter of agenda. Regardless, yeah, I think um, I think Van der Beek needs to earn that trust. Okay, look, I disagree, but I think regardless, Van der Beek needs to earn that trust with the manager, with um, with the players. It's because hard, yeah, he's, 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 it's hard, and you need to play. You need more minutes. You need more minutes. You need to get more comfortable. And it's difficult, listen, like, you're moving in the middle of a pandemic, it's difficult. Like, you're not getting many games, you know, not as many minutes as you'd like, then you're rusty, you get thrown in. I think he has to improve. I completely agree, actually, as well, that he needs to take far more risks on the ball. Like, he plays it far too safe and it's so jarring to watch. And there is a top quality player in there, so I think he can he can get more minutes next season. He just, he's just got to earn that trust, and that means, like, working harder, um, on um, working harder off the ball, so showing you can be more trusted um, potentially in a double pivot, right? For example, maybe you don't have to play then. Um, and it also means taking more risk when you're on the ball to break the lines and do the things that the midfielders we currently have, like Freddie McTominay, aren't can't really do. So if he can if he can do those two things, then because he can break the lines, we've seen him, he, he can do it. He's got the ability to. It's just that he needs, he needs to kind of get the confidence up again and get the rhythm so he can feel more comfortable doing it on a regular basis. So I think he he can get more minutes, obviously, but like I said, ultimately. As it always is, it's up to him to show to show to show him what you can do to show out. Cool. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, those of you on the live stream, thanks for listening and commenting. Like I said at the start, if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube, make sure you do that. Check out the Patreon pieces. 
um, as well and um, register for the Discord as well. We'll be back next week. Um, peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance to Manchester. Only chance to Manchester. Only chance to Manchester. Only chance to Manchester. Only chance to Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man, you. Yeah, like man, you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only chance in my team, like man, you. Yeah, like man, you. Sports Social Podcast Network.